Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. What is up, my friend? I am so thrilled and so grateful that you're tuning into another episode. Today, we are chatting all about the power and potential within the human mind, the human brain, because I think that all of us are just so much more capable and resilient than we give ourselves credit for, especially when we look at the actual science behind the power of the human brain. And obviously, you know, if you've listened to this podcast for a hot second, that I am not a science person, but my PhD has given me some pretty sweet research skills. So I have found a ton of research from scientists and those who have studied and researched the power of the human brain. So I want us to begin here with a quote from an article by Angelina Zimmerman, which I will also link in the show notes for you if you want to read the entire thing. And it's kind of a long quote, so buckle up here for just a second. So Zimmerman says, Successful people create their own reality wisely, using the power of the brain to create the outcomes they want in life. They truly believe that they can achieve anything they set their minds to. Irrespective of their current circumstances, they believe in themselves, for they speak only of what they want in life, feed their mind with positive news, surrounded by inspirational people, thereby attracting amazing experiences. Conversely, the rest of society imprison themselves, creating four walls around them. Every thought creates misery, replaying sad stories, reciting the same scripts like a record, continuously playing time after time. Stories that inform the world of their scarcity thinking, complaining, and choosing to blame others for their general lack in life. Wowza, (laughs) that was a lot, but what I am gathering from this quote is that the human mind has the ability to tell us what we can or can't do. So if our brains continuously tell us that we can do something, then we're going to figure out how to do it no matter what. And then on the other side of the coin, if our brains are constantly telling us that we can't do something, then obviously we're essentially betting against ourselves and we're sabotaging ourselves and continuing to stay stuck and completely essentially closing ourselves off from all the potential and possibility out there in the world. Basically, what this boils down to is that our thoughts and the stories that we tell ourselves mean everything, and they can either keep us down or they can elevate us and help us to live that type of life that is fulfilling and satisfying and exciting, the, essentially the, the type of life that we deserve to live. And I'm going to go out here on a pretty sturdy limb and say that no matter what it is that you're doing right now, driving or doing laundry or taking care of your tiny little humans or heading out to work or working out, like whatever it is, that you have got a sort of sense of where you personally stand in terms of the positive or negative stories and self-talk that you've got going on up there in that noggin of yours. 
So maybe you are a really ambitious woman and you've got goals and dreams coming out of the wazoo, but you've been squishing them down for months or even years because you're scared of failing or you're unsure of how to actually carry this thing out that you want to do. Or maybe you've actually never identified yourself as an ambitious woman, but you have all these ideas and you've got this gut feeling just gnawing at you that you want to shake things up and you want to go after something that you're just really, really passionate about. But you've been telling yourself a story that you can't or that you're not great with risk or that people are going to be mad or whatever it is. Basically, you're using every single excuse in the book to not justify going after it. Or perhaps you're just, you know, chomping at the bit to launch yourself into all of your ideas and your goals, but you've got a lot on your plate right now with work, with family and life, and there just there just doesn't seem to be any space or time to buckle down and go after it. Do any of these stories sound familiar to you? Have you unintentionally fed your brain stories that have tamped down your dreams or convinced you that every single excuse out there, you know, from people pleasing to time management to doubt to not being ready, all of these things are reasons, they seem like legitimate reasons not to do that thing on your heart that your gut is telling you want to do that you were put on this earth to do. Because full disclosure, I sure as hell have. I've told myself all of those stories. And a prior version of me, especially the teenage version of me, was just the absolute crowned queen of using every single excuse in the book to feed my brain BS stories of why I can't, why I'm incapable, why I'm going to fail, why I shouldn't, and why it'll never, ever, ever work out. Have you been there? Have you told yourself these stories over and over and over again? Because if you're like me and you've done this to yourself, we have unwittingly and unknowingly conditioned our brains to be negative. Because as Zimmerman goes on to say in her article, quote, what, where, how, and the length of time we give attention to something in life along with our repetitive thoughts form our neurological wiring. So essentially, Every single time that we tell ourselves that we can't or that we're going to fail or we're fat or stupid or incapable, we are training ourselves to feel like shit and to not believe in ourselves. And we, we're literally conditioning our brains to bet against us. And then in her article, Zimmerman also says that, quote, repetitive thoughts create connections in the brain that quickly become ironclad. These thoughts move from conscious to unconscious ways of thinking and being. That is how we act on autopilot. So not only do we train our brains to want to feel like shit and to constantly bet against ourselves, but we do it so often that these disempowering stories we tell ourselves about how we can't or that we're incapable or that we're going to fail become a natural part of us and how we operate and how we think and act on a daily basis. So Truly, Zimmerman's article is just mind-blowing. And again, it is in the show notes for you. And it just it shows that if we can be empowered enough to change our thoughts, to rewire our brains, and to tell ourselves better stories, we can become better, more stunning, and incredible freaking versions of ourselves. Because there is so much power and potential in you and in me and in all the bold, brave, and beautifully smart go-getter women in the world. And I truly believe that 
all of us need to take in Zimmerman's points into our hearts and into our souls and just marinate in it like a juicy steak until our fingers and our toes are just pruned with knowing and understanding that our thoughts mean literally everything. Because I also truly believe, and as research clearly supports, that If we change our thoughts, we can tap into the potential and the power within ourselves in a whole new way. So what I want to do is I want to share a few brief stories with you to just illustrate how powerfully amazing or honestly destructive the human brain truly can be. And just a quick side note that I'm going to be telling you these stories with absolutely no notes in front of me. So things might get a little bit weird and a little bit squirrely. So (laughs) buckle up. So the first story that I want to tell you is actually back from my swimming days. So if you've been around here for a hot second, you know that I used to swim in high school and in college. And the races that I swam were generally longer ones. So I was a 200 freestyler. I was a 500 freestyler. And if you're not familiar with competitive swimming, 200 freestyle is eight laps back and forth. And then the 500 is 20 laps back and forth. So I loved the long stuff. I have absolutely no fast twitch muscles in my body. So distance swimming was perfect for me. So that's just a little bit of context and a fun fact for you. But I would get so nervous when I was a competitive swimmer. I would get up behind the block and I would have my cap on, I'd have my goggles on, and I would put my hands in front of me, like by, you know, to cover my mouth and to cover my nose. And I would just sort of stand there and sort of sway back and forth, like trying not to hyperventilate or freak out too terribly much. And if I'm being 100,000% honest, that the thoughts I was thinking as I would cover my mouth and my nose and just like essentially look like I was praying, the soundtrack, to use John Acuff's phrasing, in my head was toxic and just really, really negative. So for example, I would literally be watching the heat go before me because in high school in particular, I was I usually swam varsity for my races. So I would watch the junior varsity heat go before me And I would be staring and watching and I would tell myself something really, really overdramatic. I would tell myself, you're going to die. You're so nervous. Like, oh my gosh, all I can feel are the nerves buzzing through my body. You're probably going to screw up. You might miss a wall. You might crowd the wall. You're going to breathe too much and blah, blah, blah. Like the list of things I would tell myself went on and on in the negative, terrible, toxic way. And keep in mind, this was not like hours or days or weeks before the race. Hours and days and weeks before the race, I would be fine. It was in the moment, like mere seconds before getting up on the block, taking my mark and diving into the frigid water that I would start to freak out and tell myself all these terrible stories about how my performance was going to essentially go down the toilet and just be a cluster, (laughs) if you will. And looking back on it now, it clearly indicates that I had no sense of belief in myself because I would constantly tell myself these stories right before races that it wasn't going to go well. And to pull in Zimmerman's work, if you constantly tell yourself a story that it's not going to work out and that you're going to flop and fail in front of everyone, then it's seriously no wonder a lot of my races I left feeling unsatisfied and not getting good times because I didn't put myself into a position 
to even allow myself to try to perform well. And even if you're not a swimmer, I'm sure that so many of you listening in can connect to the emotion and the sentiment behind the story, right? The idea that I was not supporting myself with a good, positive, encouraging, empowering story, and I was way too obsessed with the idea of catastrophe that the other shoe is going to drop, even though I am prepared and I'm trained well and I have everything in me that's ready to go, I'm still waiting for catastrophe to strike. So of course I'm going to swim like crap, right? I'm going to swim terribly. I'm going to perform terribly because I'm not putting a supportive, empowering story in place when I am nervous to get myself through this. And gosh, if I could go back in time right now, I would grip that you know 16 to 18 year old self of, of me by the shoulders and I would just say, girl, you can do this and you're not going to get where you want to go or reach any kind of potential within you if you don't tell yourself a better story and practice better, more empowering, supportive thoughts on a daily basis. And even though it kind of makes me cringe to think about those moments back in the day when I was swimming, I'm actually weirdly surprisingly, not really surprisingly, but just grateful for that other version of me because I learned from those experiences in swimming in the pool to tell myself a better story. Because you truly cannot get where you want to go if you're constantly telling yourself that you can't do it, right? And that brings me to story number two, which actually has happened very recently. So my husband, Roger, and I love hiking, and we've been really getting into it this summer. And we went to South Dakota a couple of weeks ago, and we were doing this trail in Custer State Park. It's called Little Devil's Tower. And if you know, you know it is a amazing, challenging trail. Like, most of it's not challenging, but like the last 10% is like, holy crap, buckle up, like you're going to have a really good time. Because what you're essentially doing is that you are hoisting yourself up. You're using your entire body to hoist yourself up into this big rock formation. And it's not like there's tons of hand holds and grips to grip. Like you are gripping centimeters and inches of rock to pull yourself up. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's mind blowing. And it's so much fun. And to get an idea of what I'm talking about, if you have not watched the documentary Free Solo that features Alex Honnold and his, you know, amazing free solo rock climbing expedition of El Capitan in Yosemite, I think it's Yosemite National Park, you've got to check that out because obviously I did not do something like that, like in no way, shape or form, but the sentiment of gripping little tiny centimeters of rock to pull yourself up applies. So anyway, back to my rock climbing story. So we got up past the first part and we're starting to ascend the rock formation to get to the very top because the views at the top were just absolutely phenomenal. You can see all of like the Black Hills. So we're scaling one of the last big obstacles up to the top. And, you know, it was about like five feet up and the rock was obviously rounded. And this was the hardest part of climbing up the Little Devil's Tower Trail because there was literally centimeters of rock to grip between your feet and your hands. And it's, you know, five feet up and there's no other way to go up this thing but up this big slab of rock. So 
I, Roger went up first, my husband went up first, and then I followed, and I'm literally clinging to the rock. I've got my whole body on it, and my fingers are gripping, my toes are gripping, and I told myself a story in that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, you're slipping, you're falling, like you're going to fall and probably like break your back or crack an elbow or something. Something bad is going to happen. And I think as I was hanging there, Roger was saying something, you know, and the wind was whipping and people were watching and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to end so badly. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, because by this point, you know, this is 15, 16 years in the future from the last story I told you from the swimming story, and I've been working on personal development and I've been digging into all of these different you know, topics and articles and resources about the power of the human brain and about this idea of growth and having a growth mindset and telling yourself stories to support yourself. And so as I'm hanging there on this rock, this switch just flicks in my head, just like a light switch. And I was like, Megan, this is a terrible, horrible story to tell yourself as you're hanging off a slab of rock. Why would you tell yourself that you can't do this when you need to pull yourself up so that you don't get hurt? And as soon as I thought that thought, I was able to sort of double down and I pulled myself up this slab of rock. And as I did, this weird flood of, I don't even know what it was, endorphins or some sort of chemicals from the brain just felt like it flooded my body and I felt warm and I felt happy and I felt excited and honestly, truly empowered to pull myself up that rock so that I didn't get hurt. And what that moment essentially reminded me of is that We are so much more capable than we give ourselves credit for, for one. But for two, the power of a positive story that you can tell yourself. Because I wasn't able to pull myself up when I was telling myself I was going to fall. I was just literally hanging there clinging like, like, I hope I don't fall over because I was scared. And I had paralyzed myself with a negative story. But the second that my brain switched over to a positive, empowering, supportive story, a supportive thought that I can do this, it's going to be okay, you're not going to get hurt. I was able to find the courage and the strength, the literal strength within me to pull myself up on top of the rock. And I think that that moment was a beautiful, wonderful reminder for myself, but also for others that the stories that you tell yourself can make all of the difference. Because if I would have told myself the crappy story that you're going to get hurt, you're going to fall, I might've come out of that scenario with something broken or something deeply scratched from the face of the rock. But I didn't because I found that belief in myself, told myself I could do it, and I did it. So my point here with each of these stories from swimming to hiking is that our brain has just an incredible amount of power and potential to empower us to new heights or to yank us down like those little sea creature urchin things in A Little Mermaid, you know, where they like reach up and try to like pull Ariel down when she's in Ursula's lair. But my point is that if we allow ourselves to continually tell ourselves crappy stories that do not serve us, we're going to get pulled down by these stories and we're going to be stuck in the yuck and the muck and we're never going to get anywhere. So I want to end with one more quote from Zimmerman's article where she says, quote, to change your current reality, you need to shift your state of mind by thinking new thoughts to create new feelings and ways of being. 
Irrespective of your genes, it is possible to create a brand new you. Believe that you can, and most importantly, make up your mind with absolute conviction that what you want is coming to fruition. To me, what she's saying is that if we want to live a life that excites us and fulfills us, then we've got to do that internal mindset work in order to make that dream or that goal a reality. We literally cannot level up or serve others or create a life that's exciting that we've always wanted if we don't actively and consciously and consistently work on how we talk to ourselves and construct and create those stories that we tell ourselves. Because at the end of the day, it is possible to change with enough persistence and hard work and grit. So let's you and I together, let's rewire our brains to tell ourselves more empowering stories about how smart and capable and driven and resilient we are. And because Rome was not built in a day, we've got to go to those neutral affirmations like my friend Carly argues and advocates for on her podcast, Growing Through It With Carly, because we don't go from Paul Rudd's crap bag (laughs) in Friends, right, to being Lady Gaga, like all in one day, right? So at some point today, I invite you to join me in saying the following affirmations out loud to yourself in a mirror. Because as we've been talking about this entire episode, there is so much power and potential in your beautiful brain. So let's say these affirmations out loud right now together. Repeat after me. I am open to feeling like I can. I am open to knowing that I am capable. I am open to the lessons I'll learn when I stumble, make a mistake, or fail. And I am open to taking small steps and taking it one day at a time as I pursue the goals and dreams on my heart. And now I invite you to come up with some of your own affirmations as well, in addition to these ones, because we need to have affirmations that make our souls and hearts sing, ones that feel supportive to you and where you're at in your journey so that we can rewire our brains to have more positive self-talk and to tell ourselves more empowering stories. Because girlfriend, guess what? No matter what your affirmation is, you are bold and you are brave and beautifully smart. You are capable and you are amazing, valuable, and important. And I am so proud that you are here and that we are going through this together because we're seriously going to move mountains in this one shot that we get here on this planet as we grow into the type of women who see the power and potential within ourselves. You matter. I am rooting for you, and it is possible to think empowering, supportive, positive thoughts. I hope that you have an absolutely amazing, outstanding rest of your day, and I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you for listening in. Or you could leave a review of the podcast to increase searchability of the power within her so that more women can listen in and grow with us. Either way, I am so grateful that you're here with me spreading the important message about critical thinking and self-empowerment. 